listeners to another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. I'm Nate, and I'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight. And I'm Terrell, and I like the way you die, boy. Now, I know that quote, mm-hmm. but I'm having trouble placing it. Hold on. Yeah, think about it. It sounds maybe like Tarantino. Yeah. The boy. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> it sounds like slightly racist <laughs> is that Django? it is Django. okay you were on the money do you know mine say it again i'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight that sounds so familiar i'll give you a hint okay the character that says it is portrayed by emily blunt in her first screen role oh uh devil's or prada yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did not tie it into the theme of this episode because <laughs> i didn't want to say the same uh toy story quote of you <laughs> but speaking of toy story yeah. let's jump right into some movie movie news news because toy story 4 has just released this new trailer yep um where it gives a little bit more detail about the story and how you know woody is lost <laughs> he's out on his own with uh, yet again yeah yet again fourth time and he has to find his way home Right. Yeah, it's a yeah, Pixar yeah, yeah. movie. It's and a Toy Pixar Story movie. movie. It's the same thing. I don't know if I need this movie. Looking at this trailer, it seems like it's being really sentimental. Where the other movies were sentimental, but weren't trying to look sentimental. This one is like, yeah, we're gonna make you cry. You're gonna feel something watching this. Yeah, there were parts of it that interested me, though, like the return of Bo Peep, who was absent from Toy Story 3. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, I've always questioned where she went. Also, this idea of like this new character played by Tony Hale, who you might know his voice f- from uh, Buster in Arrested Development, or uh, uh, what's his name in Veep? Gary. Gary. He's so good. But he plays a spork that comes to life oh, he's because, spork? because he's turned into a toy. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, he's got that nervous energy in his voice. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna... We have two microphones now for the first time. Yeah, this is pretty cool. We so can there like... might be a noise right now. I'm just turning my mic so I can still face... Yeah, we can look at each other and I'm talk like normal to. people now. Yeah. And not be side to side. I all guess right. that's all I have to say about. Yeah, that's all I have to say. But another right trailer. Now. It's probably going to be great, but I yeah, just was just like okay. Uh, another news: John Wick three. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a martial arts heavy episode, folks. Yeah. It. Uh, it looks action packed. Yeah. He's all, on a horse at one point. I was. I yeah. I got so like hyped when that motorcycle sequence happened. I was like, oh, he's the one. He's still the one. Like, he's still got it. <laughs> um, Yeah, and what I mostly got from this trailer was just how excellent this cast is. Mm-hmm. It's They just keep cutting to people. It's like, oh, that person's in this? Yeah. I think Angelica Houston at one point. Yo, Angelica Houston is in this movie. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I was excited when I saw her. I didn't see him in the trailer, but I saw a character poster. I know Jason Manzukis is in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw his uh, poster too. Playing a character well. called Mr. TikTok Man. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll uh, be fun. Yeah, Halle Berry in there. I love to see uh, Halle her. Halle Berry looking exactly the same it, as I remember exactly. when I last saw her, and I have not seen her in a while. Yeah. But maybe yeah. 
she was cryogenically frozen for a decade. Maybe uh, she's just frozen herself somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Some rich people uh, craft. <laughs> uh, and and other trailer news: Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, just released their trailer. Yeah, with some martial arts in it as well. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee making an appearance. Yeah, um, not a lot in this trailer. I mean, some no. nice. My, I'll tell you my favorite moment from the trailer. Maybe you can you tell me yours. Mm-hmm. Mine is about two seconds flash. I think I've seen gifs of it already though. Um, gifs. Uh, it's not one of those moving pictures it's it looks like they're on the set of a show called hullabaloo Mm -hmm. and we just see leonardo dicaprio dancing a little bit on like some tv dance show set he's a great dancer um i'm excited to see that because i like tarantino's dance scenes and that just looks fun. Yeah, it looked like there was a few dancing. I saw um, Margot Robbie in there dancing. Oh, yeah, like with that, like, uh, Psychedelic yeah. background going on. And I don't know what my favorite part is. Probably, like, Leonardo describing, like, Brad Pitt carrying his load. And then Brad Pitt being like, what is, is he correct about carrying his load? Yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, Brad Pitt had a couple laughs in this. He, the line in response to the Bruce Lee character, to Bruce Lee, uh, I guess not the Bruce Lee character, that would be a character Bruce Lee's pay, playing, but the yeah. uh, Bruce Lee is a character in the movie, mm-hmm. and he mentions his fists being deadly weapons, and if he killed anybody in a fight, he would go to jail, or it would be a crime, and um, it would be considered manslaughter. And then Brad Pitt says, I think anybody... <laughs> killing someone in a fight would be considered manslaughter yeah. that, that felt like a very aldo rain line yeah. maybe the delivery of it i don't know it, it reminded me very much of his character in in glorious bastards and i maybe that's just the way brad pitt reads uh yeah, tarantino's funny, words he's the funny guy um <laughs> <laughs> this movie this trailer it looks i i said it looks very fun and like innocent and cute but I'm just waiting for the flip. I'm I'm waiting for like the gallons of blood. Yeah, I guess there was screaming. no blood in the trailer. Yeah, there's no there was no indication of violence really. There was a we saw oh, I don't remember the actor's name. We saw the Charlie Manson for mm-hmm. a moment. And I wish I remembered the actor's name because he's really good. He's an Australian guy and I know him from the T V series Justified, who which also starred which starred Timothy Oliphant, who's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is exciting. That's a big cast. Um, and he's playing Manson in Tarantino's new movie, and he's playing Manson in the new season of uh, Mindhunter, the Netflix series. So I'm excited to just watch the two different takes on Manson by the same actor mm-hmm. in what I'm sure will be two completely wildly different varying degrees of historical ac- accuracy and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, works yeah and that's it for uh movie news yeah movie news let's uh do some rapid fire quick takes you don't like it when i call them quick takes quick ta- no well, it's let, all right. i'm gonna ask you what movie you've seen recently <laughs> Ooh, i've seen a lot of movies recently <laughs> well i want to talk about the four uh kung fu movies we watched yes 
Yes, in preparation. Just... I guess not in preparation. Yeah, we we had a little marathon. Yeah, last Sunday, and we didn't get to talk about it on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about it now, and I'm excited. Yeah, I uh, don't have... My knowledge of the martial arts films is very white and American. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't grow up watching them? Did not grow up watching them, and... Even now, we we watched uh, the raid, and I was like, "Oh, it's like John Wick." <laughs> Even though I know John Wick would not have existed if the raid didn't break through. Yeah, but uh, it's that style. Um, yeah, so I went to school. Yeah, I <laughs> I I wouldn't say I grew up on martial arts film, but I've definitely watched them growing up. There was definitely someone. Um, in my like my cousin's house watching him and like listening growing up listening to like Wu-Tang and just hearing mm. the references in there you know what I mean it's just like piqued my interest yeah I didn't get into Wu-Tang until much later yeah. and then I watched like the Rizzo put out a film Man with the Iron Fist Man with the Iron Fist which yeah. I now know is a reference to Kid with the Golden Arms right. a movie that I've seen Right. So yeah, so yeah, so we had this marathon day. I picked a few movies to show you. I was very excited. And we watched uh five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, gotta say, total ripoff of Kill Bill. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really interesting to watch and be like, Oh, that's what Tarantino stole this from. Yeah. There I mean we could just I could just name them, we could just talk about them like like that. So we Well the first the... three were all the same director, which I found yeah an interesting exercise of watching three movies by the same director in a row. Yeah, uh, they were all Shaw Brother Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, all part of the Venom Mob uh, series of films. Yes, we watched uh, Five Deadly Venoms, uh-huh. followed by Kid with the Golden Arms, yeah. and then House of Traps. Let's get into the fourth movie a little later, but I just want to talk about these three first. Because okay. the fourth, as you'll see, is kind of different. Yeah. Um, we watched Five Deadly Venoms and House of Traps with subtitles. Unfortunately, no, we only watched. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. Right, unfortunately, you're right. Kid with the Golden Arms was only available with a dub. With a dub, which was so frustrating, and it's yeah. the, a horrible way to watch a it's movie. It's a horrible way. It really takes away from the acting performance. It makes it look so cheesy. Yeah, but like. The actors are really acting in these movies. It's yeah. you have to hear their voices in the way that they are saying things. And when you're watching it, you're just like, I don't, I don't know. I just couldn't think like, couldn't, couldn't stop thinking like, oh man, these are like white guy voices over these like Asian actors who are doing terrible jobs. Well, the yeah, they don't, they don't have. Um, I think the odds are stacked against them because I, I guess whoever's directing these dubs, they tell the actors to make sure it looks like the words are actually coming from the characters' mouths. Yeah. So it's very stilted because they're trying to only speak when the characters' yeah, lips are moving. It limits their their range. Oh, it's it's so terrible. Yeah. And who who Man, who needs that? Just read your movies. Do not be afraid to read your movies. It's good. And it's seen... a it's a real shame that Amazon doesn't put on the original yeah, the Cantonese uh, audio track. All right. So. What did you like about uh, Five Daily Venoms? 
uh, I liked the snake sound effects that the yeah. snake guy's hands made when he fought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I liked that you, there, there were these different fighters and each had their own style. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love the mystery I was gonna of say, them the mystery like, coming aspect. together and fi- finding out who was who mm-hmm. because they didn't know each other. Right. Only like two of them did and then the other two found each other and then there was one more and he wore a mask the whole time. And it was like, it's a good mystery kung fu movie. Yeah. And yeah. then we followed it up with Kid with the Golden Arms, which I liked significantly less though. Admittedly, it was, my enjoyment of it was marred by did i say that m-a-r-r-e-d marred i don't know if i'm using that right by the the (laughs) it was hurt by uh the the dub but also i think they it was clear that it had a higher budget yeah or at least they were trying yeah this is like the next year um but i don't it's interesting to see where the money went mm -hmm. because like more elaborate sets uh like jungle yeah, a sets lot of dressed outside, up as a jungle, outside. but I that made it feel more fake. I could see through the facade of those sets. Yeah, more the kid with the golden arms is way more straightforward of a movie than uh, Five Deadly Venoms. It it's just the story of this gang stealing gold, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you you there's really no mystery. No. There's a cop that's undercover, but you know he's undercover. Yeah, he's drunk. He drinks the whole time. It's hilarious. He's like he's hilarious. I love the way these movies end. Also, oh yeah, they yeah, end yeah, yeah. so abruptly. Like as soon as the what was the last line happened, of, of uh, Kid with the Golden Arm? <laughs> oh, he was like, "I'm gonna kill, go drink more." Yeah, now. he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go drink more," and that was it. He just walks off, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Like the music starts playing. It's. It's phenomenal. That's like how you end the movie. As soon as your climax is over, end it. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't a part a part of that style also reminds me of Tarantino, of how mm. especially how he ended a uh, Death Proof. But yes. I'm sure there's like other things that you know uh, are referenced by that ending. But that's mm-hmm. how those movies end as well. That's a good point. Then we get to House of Traps, which was my favorite of the three. Because it was like, it was really dark. It was a darker And like, theme. not rooted in reality at all. Yeah. Really. It was like a thriller. They were in danger. People were dying. Super elaborate costumes. The set was what's much bigger. Um, the director, Chen. Yeah. Right? He was taking more chances as a director, doing interesting things like doing dialogue dialogue behind someone's shoulder and not showing their face at all. I mean, there was a a few shots where the one guy was talking and then there's the shot where the five brothers are talking. Well, the four brothers, the rat brothers. Yeah, the like mountain rat and river rat and sky rat. it's, It's so cool. And the bad guy in it turns out to be the good guy yeah that was a a good turn that was a good turn and he was way more exciting yeah yeah i i didn't like the fighting as much you didn't well because it it. was like because it wasn't as grounded in reality as the other films i thought it was a little more cartoony Mm -hmm. uh like because of the the titular house of traps 
like getting people it required like weird jumps and yeah you had to yeah the 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 house of traps was was dangerous you had to hop skip and jump to get out of there and you still was gonna get caught yeah yeah um can we talk about the fourth one though because that was oh yeah okay so what happened was okay that that's that was my favorite of the four (laughs) that's your favorite we watched shaolin soccer yeah so what happened was we were gonna watch game of death with Mm, bruce lee but it really didn't it did it, it was weird it didn't have that much bruce lee in it and it had like body doubles and then it would like put his face there but it was just like uh yeah i uh, it, it was it was it was odd so i wouldn't we have weren't been able feeling to get it really it. yeah <laughs> i should have did more research and i was just like you want to switch the movie and we switched it and then we put on shaolin soccer so good so good uh stephen chow just a great director very funny genius mix of soccer and martial arts and comedy yes big on the comedy big on the comedy my favorite soccer movie now. <laughs> Move aside, bend it like Beckham. <laughs> no, I guess yeah, this would be my favorite soccer movie. Yeah, it's um, the the it's they're not fighting each other, so it's not like a traditional. Mm-hmm. But they are using using martial arts in the movie. Yes, to like kick around the ball and put power behind the ball, and that last match between. Team Evil. <laughs> like, they're called Team yep. Evil. <laughs> it's great. It's, it, it kind of, kind it's of feels you know like... The bad um, it feels like Karate Kid. Like, the ending <laughs> of Karate Kid. It's like Cobra versus Mr. Miyagi and, and Ralph. Ralph. What's his name? Machio. Machio. Yes. <laughs> so, and it was a very different tone. It was a very different tone from the last three. And it also just came from a different era. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I'm glad I watched the other ones before watching that because, like, oh, I can't even imagine watching these in the reverse order that we watched them. It, that would have been hard for me just because you're tone, starting, yeah, tone wise, and just I feel like each one is building on the last in terms of what they figured out they can get away with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess they it did progress like bigger and bigger and bigger until we got to Shaolin Soccer. Until we get to the Raid Redemption. Oh, yeah, until we get to the Raid Redemption. Yes. Today's today's film. Yes. The Raid. I'm just going to call it The Raid. I'll get into why I don't like that it's called The Raid Redemption. I, I don't know why it's called The Raid Redemption Well, it was... The, I think The Redemption was tacked on for... They're the subtitle for uh, American audiences. I've, I didn't research this well enough i believe it was added because he had already sold the rights for an american remake already yes i think and so that would be using the title of the raid i've this is half-assed research well you know what it's probably going to be redeeming this American remake, so I think title fits, <laughs> or it's going to fit once they release that American remake. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I don't feel any redemption. No one's redeemed yeah. in this movie. No, everyone leaves the same, pretty much. Um, well, but no. no, I mean, a lot of people leave. don't leave because yeah, they die. There's a very high body count in this <laughs> very, movie. Very, like, high octane violence in this movie. Oh, I forgot to say that this is the podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Yeah, well, better late than never. But that that is what you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, how do we start this? How do we dig into this this feast of a movie? Should we start at the beginning? Start at the beginning, you know? We get introduced to our main hero. Rama. And we learn that he has the following. He's got a punching bag. He's got a prayer rug. He's got a pregnant wife. That's all we know. Yeah. And he's got a brother that he's going to bring back. Yeah, it's a pretty good establishment. It lets you know, like, what what's at stake. Yeah. The stakes are there from the beginning. But that's just, like, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we get right to the titular raid. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Yeah, so the, the team is linked up. They're going into this building to get this, this crime lord. Yes. That has borrowed into this building that, you know, people, they go in there, they don't come out. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, you know, they go in there and they start killing people. <laughs> like, right away. And then I started thinking, like, are they killing regular people? Like, just people just minding their business here? Because there no, are they're... normal people that live here. They're killing right. the... Well, the people that live there all pay protection to the uh, drug lord. All right, because the guy that... Boss. There's a guy sitting outside. He's watching TV. And they drag him inside and, like, snap his neck hmm. off screen. Yeah. But then the next time... I think the TV were, were... Was it not security cameras? I thought they were all spotters. No, I think he was just watching TV and eating, like, noodles. Hmm. Or, or cereal or something, and he got it. But then everybody after him, they just, like, tied him up with, like, duct tape and stuff. They didn't kill him. So I was just like, hmm, when do I? Maybe maybe it was maybe it was a spotter, but we didn't have a chance to find out. No, because, this, yeah, this movie doesn't... Nothing happens in this movie, and then they take a second to think about what just happened. It Stuff just keeps happening. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, so and very quick, <laughs> fast paced. That's what I'm. Thinking. So like they're they're talking and they're they're building this up. They're they're building like how dangerous this building is about to be. And then it cuts to the to the bad guys, all right? And the bad guys are just standing there. Yes. And when you first see them, you're just like, they don't look bad. They look kind of clueless almost. The one guy, mm. the main guy, is eating a bowl of uh, noodles. Right. right, but then, like in the next shot, yeah. he shoots. He's got five people lined up on a plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want blood on the floors. <laughs> and then he uh, shoots four of them, or five. Maybe there's six people. He shoots five of them. Yeah, he executes them like right in the back of the head. Bullets to the back of the head. But then there's one left. Needs more bullets. Right. He places the gun on his shoulder oh. and says. Hold this for me. Oh, he's so bad. He's yeah, so he's bad. Evil. So he goes to get a bullet, or does he grab the hammer? Well, he opens the drawer mm-hmm. for bullets, because we see there's bullets in the drawer, but there's also a hammer. He goes for the hammer instead. Yeah. And he bashes his head in. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know he's brutal. He's Yeah, he's brutal. So they didn't look bad, but they are brutal. They are bad. They're bad, bad people. And we should mention that his two top henchmen, one is Mad Dog. Mad Dog. And the other is Andy. The other one is uh, our Andy. protagonist's brother. Yeah. His name is Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know that yet. Right. Um, I would, 
are we supposed to think that the guy with glasses that just wanted to bring in medicine for his wife that that was perhaps the brother no we're not supposed to think that no because rama protects him I think just because Rama's a good guy, he's a nice guy, he's a calm guy. Because the the other guy, he Bowo, what's his name? Bowo. He wasn't. He was being like a hard ass mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. And so you know you have him being a hard ass, and then Rama being the good, nice, sensible guy. I mean, like, look, we're gonna walk you through, but we we just can't let you go. Yeah. You'll ruin ruin the operation. Okay. So, yeah. So they get into the building. And uh, got with, with lots of guns. With lots of guns. Very tactical. And, um, SWAT team. Uh, link up with the lieutenant who's in uh, khakis and a polo shirt. I know this came out after the raid, but it reminded me of uh, Josh Brown in Sicario. How he goes on these raids and everyone's in this army gear and he just wears flip-flops everywhere. Yeah, he was the Philip, the, the Indonesian... Uh... Josh Berlin. <laughs> um, so they're they're sneaking around and this, you know, they're tying people up, you know, keeping them quiet. But then this kid walks out, mm-hmm. just walking out, and he looks over and he sees them, and they're like, "Hey, kid, don't don't do anything, don't make a move, don't make a sound." The kid runs for it, and the old guy shoots him, but not before he yells, "Police!" Yeah, uh, the the way the scene unfolds in slow motion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see like the order in which things happen. Which I'm not sure if the kid would have been able to yell "police" before getting shot. Hmm. I thought about that watching it. I I watched it for the first time two days ago, and then rewatched the first forty minutes of it this morning. And yeah, then he would have got clips. shot before he I, was able to see mm, it. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm nitpicking though. Yeah. It was um, really cool. Yeah, it was a cool shot because they they slowed it down, and he looks up and he sees a kid. He yells "police," and then he gets shot. And then the other kid is just a floor above, looking, reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And he runs off. He goes to the intercom and he presses the button and yells "police," and then he's like thrown to the floor. But it's too late because mm-hmm. they they already heard him say "police." So now the the landlord the landlord the um, let's uh let's get a character name yeah going I will say uh yeah Tama okay Tama Tama um Tama is, is running slumlord, the building I guess yeah the Not slumlord landlord. he is like okay they're here and so he makes calls to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get this really cool sequence with the snipers. Yes. Yeah, the snipers walk out and they set up. It's this cool, it's this really like, this movie does a a really cool thing with like stillness. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, because so much of it is fast paced. Yeah. That when it takes time to slow down, you really notice. And it is like, hey, this is important. Pay attention to this or feel this. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, so it, like, slows down because they have to, like, slow down their breathing. They have to focus, and then they get the shot. And they're marksmen. They're really good. Mm -hmm. They get the shot. And, uh, you know, they let this one guy scream, and then the other guy goes to the window, and then he gets shot. I think 
an issue with this team, and they said it in the movie, is that a lot of them were like newbies, a lot of them was like rookies. So like they're doing things like walking to the windows, and not shooting someone that's running. Yeah, not shooting someone that's running up to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because then that guy gets shot, and then oh, you mean the guy with the gun behind? There's a guy with the gun behind his back running as if he's a victim. Yeah, saying help, help, and uh, one of the SWAT, what one of the raiders, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, is fooled into thinking he needs to help this person, and the person grabs a gun, shoots him. Mm-hmm. I like that we see the gun behind his back. I like what this movie does with uh, POV because it changes very often, mm-hmm. like who's. Like, we're getting information that no character... Ha- I guess, it, what is it, omniscient uh, point of view, where mm-hmm. we know stuff that other people don't know. Yeah, we see it happening, but they it's don't know it's coming. That's, like, all-knowing. Uh, whatever. Like, foreshadowing? No. No? It's, uh, I guess, third person. I don't I don't know how to discuss point of view in film, actually. It's <laughs> something I could read about before, spewing on about it. Uh, on a podcast but and then this it goes into my favorite i think my favorite sequence of the movie which is them um in the dark stairway Mm. yes and they set a trap for, for the team they set a trap and you look up the camera does like this slow roll up and then you just see like these dark figures you can't really see them and then it like the light it lights up like your eyes are adjusting to the darkness and you see all these guys up there with guns mm-hmm. uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> and so this door is cracking open real slowly and this guy shoots his shotgun yeah he shoots a shotgun and it like it slows down it gets real slow and then the light from the shotgun lights up the guys upstairs and you see their shadows and you see in their shadows that they're raising their guns mm-hmm. and then they just unload oh, i love that sequence so much i love the darkness and then the light and the, the use of shadows and of silence and the cuts in that scene now i guess no, we're, we're getting close to it what well, something i think that's really interesting about this movie is that for the first the half of it or first third maybe it's a gun action movie mm-hmm. it's an action movie with guns with shooting lots of shootouts and then it turns into just a martial arts movie with throwing the occasional machete yeah uh light fixture used as a weapon but i like the way that um throughout the course of the story guns become less uh feasible as a weapon or if uh, our characters don't have access to them anymore yeah they run out of bullets or in the case of mad dog uh decide not to use a gun even yeah. when they have that upper hand yeah yeah that's it becomes, getting that's getting a yeah little bit it becomes ahead, i liked that you part. know it starts with gun violence and then it just goes to hand violence just you know straight hand to hand really full body contact fighting in this movie i think this might have been the first time i saw a movie 
where they were fighting like this. Yeah, it was uh, notable. I don't have the name of the style. Uh, Pencaxilat. Mm-hmm. This Indonesian uh, martial arts style that I think this was the first. Fir- this was the first notable uh, film using it, and now it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. these these guys. Um, the, the the actor that played Rama and the actor played that that played Mad Dog were both uh, choreographed the fight scenes of the movie, and they also choreographed. They went on to choreograph the Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and several other American movies that now have white people using <laughs> these styles, yeah, like John Wick. Man, it's so it's so brutal. It's just like use your fist, use your forearms, use your elbows, use your head, use your 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 feet, use your your, your knees, use your your, your chest. Just <laughs> whatever you got, yeah, whatever you got, just throw it on them. It's yeah. so like intense, and like people are getting hit everywhere. They're getting chopped everywhere yeah this movie doesn't have jokes in it but i will say i was laughing a lot through this movie i just had a a definitely smiling throughout it uh really inventive clever action sequences Mm -hmm. just bring a smile to my face because and then sometimes audible giggles emerge and i was thinking about this it's not because i find it silly it's it's the surprise it's the shock yeah the same thing as when someone's telling you a joke and you don't expect the punchline and that's why you laugh yeah. it was kind of like i wasn't expecting uh rama to leap backwards into a doorway and then slam his opponent's head into the frame and then... yeah yeah the the the, the door death it's, that yeah it, that blew so, me away that yeah, was my favorite day right it's just like they like did such a good job with the choreography in this movie yeah and it's like so fast paced and it's it's also the way that the camera is moving with the fighting because it's like right, it's moving very fast like it's shaky and it's panicky but it like it fits the mood because that's what's happening. Yeah, it's not. Um, have you seen the that clip from one of the Taken movies of Liam Neeson jumping, hopping a fence? No. Okay. But there's I, this there's this clip movie. from one of the Taken movies. Of Luminous and Hopping a Fence, and there's like, I'm not exaggerating, at least 10 cuts, like different shots within just a sequence showing that Liam Neeson's jumping a fence. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, kind of used to show how, in a lot of modern American action movies, there's just these quick cuts to disorient the viewer. So to distract from maybe, I guess, jumping a fence isn't. Uh, fight sequence but maybe half-baked fight sequences you don't really know what's going on but it's shaky so you just assume stuff's happening but in this movie despite all the quick cuts and fast editing it's purposeful it shows you it gives you a sense of space it tells you where everyone is in the Mm -hmm. scene Uh, it shows everything very clearly yeah you don't miss a thing no the camera is just it's fighting as well the camera is Mm. fighting as well you know Mm. what I mean the camera's in the fight I can I can see I can picture someone with like um a camera strapped to their body and then moving around and going down with them as well mm. coming back up looking down looking up moving around just you know just being a part of the choreography and that's kind of what I was saying about point of view how 
at any given point where the person fighting the people or where the person being fought or Mm -hmm. we're at the end of the hallway looking at these fights and then a lot of shots from uh like looking up Mm -hmm. at people like i guess the camera's pretty low to the ground Mm -hmm. uh a lot of that (laughs) sorry (laughs) can can i talk about mad dog you want to talk about Mad Dog? I want to talk about Mad Dog. All right, we can talk about Mad Dog. Uh, I mean, wait. All right, I mean, we're 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 skipping. Okay. Some some good parts. With, okay. Like, what the are machete game. We're 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 skipping. Well, that's the... kind of Mad Dog, isn't it? Well, no, that's before Mad Dog. The machete. Oh yeah, the machete yeah, game. The, gets the machete killed. game comes through, and they are bad. They come through chopping the like the remains of the wounded it, residents like yeah. they are they are like bad ruthless i guess this is the section where it's kind of in between the gun fights action movie and the mm-hmm. martial arts action movie mm-hmm. where it just takes a quick stop at slasher movie action yeah. and it like, becomes a the, horror that movie. tension yes yeah it becomes uh <laughs> thrilling like, uh, intense and then you can kind of see it as like a resident evil style survival horror yeah fight action movie it's like the they they get they go into uh the guy room that they um not saved but held up at the beginning of the movie and he puts them in the wall and the the gang comes in and starts destroying his shit and starts stabbing the wall with his machete he's stabbing the wall he's getting closer and closer and closer and then he actually nicks him mm-hmm. he cuts his face yep and he has blood on it. And he's got to stay silent. He got to stay silent. So he's just sitting there with a wounded soldier and a blade in his face. And he has to take his hand off the mouth of the wounded soldier, put it on the machete. And when he pulls it out, it takes off the blood. So he doesn't know he's there. Oh, it's so cool. Such a like cool like sequence of events. Yeah, really tense. Really, yeah. uh yeah, horror horrifying just yeah horror and then after that we get into the fight with the backwards jump you know what i mean all that great choreography that happens there's and this, that's when it becomes a martial yeah, arts movie i guess yeah this is there's this one fight scene before the machete gang where he takes the guy's head and he bangs it on the wall but he bangs it as he's like falling down. So as he's like yeah. getting lower, his head is still like banging on the. Oh man, it's so good. Like choreography like that. That's so. It was so new. Yeah, you just see something you haven't seen before. Yeah, and it's if you're into that kind of stuff, it's the best it can be. Yeah, I think. Now we can get into Mad Dog. Okay. Mad Dog versus uh, Jaka. And he is a mad dog. He is. He's brutal. He. He's got the upper hand with the gun. Mm-hmm. Leads Jaka into a room, pointing the gun in his face. Yeah, he's like, go in there. And then it's just the two of them. Then he puts the gun down Yeah, and says, let's fight. Yeah, he said, like, fighting is like a home-cooked meal, and a gun is like takeout, and I, <laughs> yeah. I want a home-cooked meal right now. And so they start going at it. And there's a big body and height difference between Jaka and Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. So Jaka's just throwing him around pretty much. And you think that's winning the fight, but it's not. <laughs> nope. Like Mad Dog hits are hard. And he is just climbing on him and kneeing him. And it's a just... very long fight. Yeah. The fu- there are some fight sequences in this movie that are 
like at least 10 minutes right yeah i think yeah that's one of them that and then the the fight later with mad dog yeah it'd be interesting to uh i didn't do this it was very the reason i watched rewatched the beginning of the movie again it was very hard to take notes while watching this movie for the first time it being subtitled and so fast-paced and me not wanting to unglue my eyes from the screen so you know i'm so happy that you like this movie yeah. Not that I was worried, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people's reaction is going to be this up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. It was a thrill ride. <laughs> and, um, well. So, yeah, so that, that fight happens between Jocka and Mad Dog. And, you know, this just shows how, you know, tough Mad Dog is. You know what I mean? He took down this big guy. And then he just drags him around like a... Like a dead pet or something. To to bring the body to... Yeah, to, uh, yeah bring the body to uh, Dama. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Bring him a prize. He's kind of, kind of like a cat with a mouse. Ooh, bring the mouse back to the owner. Yeah. So he brought him upstairs to show that he had something. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the... Bro- well, meanwhile, while all that's happening, our hero, Rama, is... You know, the fight with the Machete Gang has taken its toll on him. It was a very tough fight. And he jumped from the balcony onto the fire escape onto a lower floor. So he's hurt. And you're like, if anybody sees him right now, they're going to kill him. Luckily, it's his brother and he pulls him in a room. This is all while Mad Dog and Chaka are fighting. So while Mad Dog and the brother go upstairs to uh, Tama, you know, uh, it's this great scene of, you know, like, show me your hands. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you didn't waste my time. Like, what? And then he's like, turn him around. And he's like, oh, nothing. It's that, yeah, it's that he's trope like, of the the crime boss or crime lord, like, pr- having to prove a point. Yeah. And, like, taking a very long time to say, you're empty-handed. Yeah. Just messing <laughs> but, with him. But it's just that abuse. I mean, well, everything they do is abuse of power because they're these terrible people. But it's this, the, uh, he's wielding his power yeah. and saying, you have to go along with my... Uh, ridiculous uh, tangent just them trying to prove a point that's gonna end in me being very violent towards you yeah so pretty much he slams him down on the table and then he stabs his hand and he's like I caught you I have cameras everywhere which is like he knows that he has camera mm-hmm. cameras everywhere and he still gets caught Um, and so Mad Dog takes him Right? Yeah. Yeah, and ties him up. And then... Oh, we get to the drug fight. We get to the to the big drug fight with the... With the um, with the three guys. Yeah. With... Uh... Oh, we're already there, huh? Yeah, we're already there. We are moving. It's such a fast movie. It's 101 minutes. Mm-hmm. I like a good 100-minute movie <laughs> or less. Mm-hmm. I, I hear the raid two is two and a half hours or something. Yeah. Isn't I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but 
Yeah, we're clearly it's not soon. it's not the same pacing. No, it's not. Uh so yeah, we get to the drug fight and it's like a bunch of like I don't know, maybe coke or like powders, like some powdered stuff, chemicals, and they're fighting in it. It's a good fight scene, very like wide space so like this fight they're running around and jumping on tables yeah, they're using all the space yeah they're they're using the tables they they're throwing like you know office supplies and stuff and it's good i mean and they win they're great and so mm -hmm. they're you know after this this big fight scene they start to go upstairs because they have to make sure everyone is dead before they can leave right and so that's when Rama sees that his brother is b being used as the punching bag, pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah, and so he goes into the room, and that's where we get this really good fight scene. And like another really good long fight scene. That is really just Mad Dog should be using his gun. Yeah, he just wants to show off. It's like the way he like steps in between them. Yeah. You th you're like, oh, he has like the like. The disadvantage here, you know what I mean? He has one at his back and one at his front instead of facing both of them. Mm -hmm. But no, he like takes right off. Well, I like there's a lot of time in between Rama entering the room with with his brother and mm -hmm. Mad Dog, Mad Dog punching his brother. Yeah. Uh, and there's they don't start fighting right away, which is yeah. what would happen in the American what will happen in the American version. version. It, in an American movie, that the villain enters a room, goes right for it. Yeah, the hero is... sees the villain in a room, goes right for it. Yeah, this is one of those moments of stillness and quietness yeah. that they used very well because it's it just sets up... Well, Mad Dog takes... Andy's got his... He's tied up mm -hmm. and he's like attached to a chain that's holding him up so he's like hung from the ceiling yeah mad dog once rama enters mad dog crank very slowly cranks yeah very menacing uh, the chain down to let his brother down because looking at them the whole time he does have honor yeah lots of honor lots of honor um he wants to fight him he wants to and he's sizing them up he's sizing the brother up and then once he's done uh, rolling up the 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 chain, he walks out very slowly, very mm -hmm. calmly, and he says, "I honestly didn't know that he they doesn't were say be fighting. Huh? I didn't know that they were going to start fighting because I assumed they would have started. Mm -hmm. But then once it started, uh, yeah, I he's like split apart. He just does this motion with his hand, and then they break apart, and then they just start going at it, and he's winning." Mad Dog is winning. He's not gonna lose until well, yeah. I mean, I mean, until um some some um and this this is a part that I was thinking about. So some glass from the light bulb breaks down mm -hmm. and they use it to stab him in the neck. Yes, but that glass would not have been hard enough to do that. That's that really like soft like light like fluorescent like the the long strip that like shatters very yeah very easily. shatters very easy and they like stabbed him in the neck with that and like dragged over that thing would have like craggled up into like a million pieces in his neck 
That was the one Maybe. thing that I was just like, yeah, I don't think that would have happened like that. Because then he throws it after he, like, slits his throat with mm-hmm. it, and it breaks. You hear it just right. go, and that's yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah, that thing would have been broke. But they just had to find a way to well, like kill him, I guess. But, and also, but also it reminds me of a scene we skipped over with the butter knife. Oh, yeah, the butter knife scene with the... Yeah, we also didn't talk about the propane in the refrigerator. No, and that's funny. I have that written down as well. I have the whole, like, axe on the floor thing happening. Yeah. The gunshots happen. He starts uh, axing, like, faster. It's, like, it's like not... It's kind of comical. Yeah. It's not... It doesn't... It's not played up funny, but it can be very funny if you're watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the old man, while all this is happening, while Mad Dog is fighting the brothers, the old man, what is his name? It's, it's like, it's Let's like just call y- him the lieutenant. His name is like Wayu. Okay. Wayu is upstairs with another officer and the um, slum lord, and he kills his fellow officer. Yep. Yeah, he really just exposes himself right there. I mean, you were, if you were paying attention, you were probably suspicious of him the whole time. Well, yeah, because we know that oh he yeah. sent the team in yeah, without yeah, yeah. yeah that part does the, uh, get revealed. Him and Jaka have that yeah. conversation. Yeah, um, when he tries, so when he when Mad he... Dog's defeated, mm-hmm. Andy and Rama come up. They find they think the lieutenant's gonna be on their side, but then he starts shooting at them. Yeah, wait. Before we get there, okay. There's the there's the scene where he shoots his uh, his fellow uh, officer, his teammate, mm-hmm. and Tama has blood splatter on his face, and he just goes, "Amazing!" And he's just like in awe, like he has this like this shock and awe look <laughs> on his face, like, "Oh my goodness!" Like yeah. look, like what pe- people will do to survive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just being amazed at survival. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then we get we get there. He has um the the he has a uh, Tama at a head, at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. He's walking down the stairs, and you learn that he did this whole thing to get more power and get in, invited to like the VIP. Then he thought he would be replacing Tama. Yeah. Because he's super corrupt. Yeah. As are most of the police in indonesia and tom was like you idiot no they're gonna kill you they send you here to die you're gonna die and if you get out of here you're gonna die they're gonna kill you and he's so discouraged he's just like wow all this was a waste huh and then he kills him he just shoots him in the head shoots him and then he tries to kill himself yeah but no more bullets. No more bullets. Bet he wishes he had a hammer with him. <laughs> he just bash his own head. What was... Okay, so is the... Because he's using the revolver. The same revolver. I guess the beginning, the introduction to Tom when he shoots the men and then runs out of bullets and gets a hammer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of foreshadowing the lieutenant not having enough yeah. bullets to then off himself. Yeah. Enough bullets is a, is a thing that pops up more than once more than twice in this mm-hmm. movie um so yeah i mean after that rama apprehends him he like you know ties him up 
Yeah, and this is where I'm waiting for the the redemption. <laughs> yeah. They, the brothers are walking out, and they have this conversation. You know, you need to come be an uncle. I'm having a baby. Um, and he's like, no, I like the life that I live here. I'm not gonna... And there's all yeah. of a sudden a vacancy for the yeah. <laughs> top spot. Yeah, so I'm just going to go back there and handle this. And we're going to move out of this apartment building and, mm-hmm. you know, build somewhere else. And that's pretty much where the movie ends, with them going their separate ways. Yeah. No redemption. No redemption, but, you know. And then it ends. Yeah, it ends. And it's great. Yeah. Did you know that all the gunfire in this film was computer generated? Yeah. They didn't, in most movies, they fire blanks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then still maybe they'll edit some stuff to make to show the bullets and stuff. But in this movie, they used airsoft guns. Okay. And every bullet, all the flashes of light emanating from the gun when you shoot it, that's all. C- it was all done in CG. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, I could definitely tell, like, all the, like, the stabbing and stuff like that, all that was, like, CG like right. post yeah a lot of the, uh, a lot of that yeah. in this movie which had a budget of just a little bit over one million dollars which is they did so sounds much like a that. lot of money but it's not it's for not, a movie. not for a movie not for a movie even like a small american movie is like four million dollars five million dollars yeah yeah like minimum so barely one million yeah these guys like did an amazing thing with a little bit and it was essentially the whole movie was a pitch for the the raid too which uh gareth evans the director Mm -hmm. and writer and editor yeah it's a it's a it's it's an auteur uh work yeah he he was really so he uh, really had a good handle on this movie. Yeah, really he wrote the sec or he had the idea for the second movie first, but mm-hmm. it was too expansive. He couldn't get the funding for that, so he then developed the simplified version to showcase the action mm-hmm. and the fighting, and to show people would be interested in this. Right. And well, then went off and made the raid two. The raid two is very different. But yeah, which is my understanding that it's, yeah, it's very, more wanted to do something bigger scale. Yeah, bigger scale uh, and like undercover thing happening, and it's got yeah more story. Yeah, more which story. is my a very this the raid has a very sparse, streamlined, simple plot, mm-hmm. and that works for it, but because of that it doesn't leave a lot of room for uh any meaningful characters i think or or themes like they can add redemption to the title but that's not what this movie's about this movie's about uh killing people with your hands and with guns and with machetes and it's about the just it's watching about, action. Yeah, about watching act- action, watch, watching a, a mission gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the raid. It's about the raid. Pretty, yeah. 
Just call it the raid. Forget the American version. Yeah, also a horrible name for the first movie in a series. It makes it seem like you have to watch the first raid before you can watch the raid redemption. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad marketing. Yeah. It hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> Is The Raid Redemption a movie or a film? Is it a film or a movie? I think that it is a movie. I think that it's a movie. I think it's a it's a, a blockbuster. It is a blockbuster. You know, I, I I haven't you know, I haven't made up my mind. Really? I just don't yeah. think there's anything under the surface. It's not saying anything mm. I mean th- there's corruption yeah <laughs> but I feel like all, all this stuff is it's signaled to but not explored there's no exploration right. and Man, I think the fighting is so good yeah um, but does good fighting in your mind move push the dial from movie to film I mean this is some innovative fighting in my <laughs> it's really innovative no I'm, I guess I'll go with movie I don't, I don't need movie. to sway yeah. your opinion. <laughs> Say film. Uh, no, it's a movie. I mean, but it's it's really innovative. And a lot of thought and a yeah. lot of work clearly went into it. Yeah. This is a, a really good one, I'd say. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the second one. Yeah. Because I hear it has more more substance. Yeah. And I have it, so we can watch it any time. Right. Yeah. Got both of them on Blu-ray. Yeah. If I bought it on Blu-ray, it's good. Let me... I uh, really enjoyed it. Is it all right if I complain about Blu-rays for a second? Go ahead. Do your thing. Okay. Blu-ray. The company or... Who makes Blu-rays? I don't know. Here's the thing. If is pe- people like my friend Terrell here going out and buying movies they like, spending money, which isn't something people do these days, right. really... Because you can find anything online. Uh-huh. Most people watch things through streaming. So why punish the people that are spending money on these products with then, before you can watch the movie, you have to sit through or fast forward through commercials for other movies. <laughs> you already you already spent money. Why are they still selling to you? Yeah. And it's... then there's the FBI anti- anti-piracy warning, which... You can't fast forward through. Yeah, you have to see it. And then there's the... I know people really like menus, and I guess most people watching them will have already seen the movie. But there's... You know, they're showing scenes in the movie in the menu for the... They did this in DVDs also, but Blu-rays, I think. The technology is better, so they're showing more of the movie in the menu. (laughs) I had to avert my eyes. Because especially in a movie like this, where I knew going in the fighting was the main event i didn't want to see any of the yeah. action <laughs> so uh yeah blu-ray so that that master I mix Blu-ray's of two thumbs movies down. was a bit much we can just get straight to the movie at this point just let me get to the menu i, I had trouble getting to the menu though it is great that we were able to watch this with uh in indonesian and not uh not dub not the dub. Not the dub. Which I listened to the dub today, and I would not recommend it. Please don't do it to yourself. It's really going to downgrade this movie. It's a horrible movie. way to watch a movie. Yeah, it's terrible. 
Yeah, like... It's like someone told them to be action. Can you imagine? I'm just trying to think, like, if someone, like... What if Netflix released a dubbed version of Roma? (laughs) (laughs) It would... And dub only, too. No, no Spanish Yeah, and that's the only version that American audiences can see, because they have such little trust in the viewer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, team sub over dubs. Yes. Subs not dubs. Yes, subs hashtag not subs dub. not dubs. <laughs> hashtag. That's the hashtag for this episode. Yeah, for the weed. Tweet us at Movie Film Pod. <laughs> but uh, let's just say next week. Yeah, next week. Guys, guess what? Yes, it is coming out this week. Come, it I is, think it's, well, pl- no. it's playing in a couple hours, probably. Yeah, it's probably yeah playing tonight, <laughs> play, and it opens big tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to yeah. see it very soon. Yes. Record a podcast. Yeah. We'll release it on... Uh, the next? Friday, yeah, uh, Friday. The, the 29th, mm-hmm. I guess. Is that right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it'll be out on Friday the 29th. So watch, we're, we're giving you a week to watch the movie before yeah. we spoil it. Or just save the episode, listen to it later. We're going to spoil it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, it's it. Some people have seen it, like critics and stuff. I mm-hmm. haven't read any reviews yet, though. Yeah, it all seems I don't plan positive. On it. it seems positive, but there's also well, Get Out. It's probably very hard to follow up with. Yeah. There's a lot of it's not as good as Get Out. Or have you seen that? Yeah, I haven't. Oh, I've seen it. That's great. Yeah, that's all I've been seeing. There's Good. people, like, really hyped about this movie. I'm one of them. And, like, the Rotten Tomato. Well, not that I really care about Rotten Tomato, but it's at, like, what, 100 or, like, 99? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's up there. It's pretty high for a, for a horror movie. Because this is a horror movie. Yeah, Jordan Peele tweeted, us is a horror movie. Yeah, so don't get it twisted, guys. This is not some pseudo-intellectual... Uh, psycho thriller, uh, but it is probably intellectual. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. it's the real deal. It's yeah. not pseudo intellectual. It's yeah. it's intellectual. <laughs> no, no, maybe it's not. Maybe mystery. it's really stupid. Oh man, yeah. I don't want to see no more. Tr- yeah, I'm just ready to see this movie. Can't wait to see it this weekend. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Yes, and yes. then we'll. Go back to some lighter fare. Let's yeah. do like a. Uh, we don't need to talk about this yeah, yeah, yeah. on air, but <laughs> but let's do like a like a romance. Or no, we did hitch already. I don't know. We did call me by your name also, but let's do something light, something light and fluffy. Uh, yeah. Change the tone. <laughs> you know, if you have any suggestions, tweet us at moviefilmpod or email us moviefilmpod at gmail dot com. Yes. Because, yeah, audience interaction would be great. Yeah. We already get a lot of emails as is. Yeah, a ton. Our inbox is flooded. Gosh, man. You know, there's a good chance that if you... There's a good chance if you emailed us, we would respond to you in the next podcast. Or read your email on air. Yeah. Because I was being sarcastic when I said a lot of people (laughs) have emailed us. (laughs) And I was just playing along. Don't trust us. (laughs) Us. Us. Coming soon. Coming soon. And that's a that's a wrap that's on, a wrap on, on this episode. Oh, I was go- Oh, I you thought were- I thought you get to say it first for the intro. I get to say it first okay. for the outro. Okay. <laughs>
Well, that brings to a close this episode of movie, movie, film, film. Bye. <laughs> yes, bye. Yes, bye. We made this song, by the way, the one that you're hearing.